Is this... Oh, look how big you've grown. It's been such a long time, my child. Oh. You don't remember anything? Not a thing. Only that I was looking for her. Did I say why? You came here a year ago and said only that she was in danger, that they'd found her. Who had found her? You only said you just had to find her, and you did, and you brought her back to us, right as rain and beautiful as ever. You came to us just a baby. You and your mother, Melissa, you stayed with us for a while. You knew my mother? Yes. How is she? Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Chuck. And my name is Will. And today we are going to continue our journey through the 2019 series Titans. We are on episode three of season one titled Origins. Oh yeah, Origins. What are your thoughts? <laughs> the way the episode opened was fan I love the way this episode opens. Like everything about about what's her name? Kara? Cora? Kara? Corey. Corey. Everything Corey. about her character, mm. everything about the way the episode opens, the way that she's like there to rescue Raven, everything with and I looked it up there called the nuclear family and and all that wonderful nonsense I thought was amazing. The relationship, the bond between Corey and Raven that formed pretty quickly, I thought was great. I'm going to echo what I said last week and how when their primary focus is on a certain character, uh, other characters will kind of fall by the wayside or kind of take a back seat. I like that uh, Grayson was minimal in this episode and the focus was on Corey and, and Raven and getting to the getting to the church and everything that happened. You know, with I, I love that. I love the way that the story is being told. Um, I don't have many complaints. I have more questions than anything. Uh, again, last week I said that, you know, what's his name? Hawk was the Jack Duff goof goofball and the buffoon, and he did not fail in this episode. How he just, like, he's there at the hospital, and he has no idea what to do, no idea what to say. He just sits there and looks really sad and does nothing about Jake, about about Dick, who, who got them into this nonsense to begin with. He just kind of takes it on the chin and then just goes back into the room and sulks about everything. So it's like he's... He's done. He's gone. It's whatever. Um, aside from that, uh, yeah, this was another fantastic, fantastic episode. Um, there are other things that we can get into later, but those are those are just some of my opening thoughts. And I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go. The reason why they're kind of short, I didn't have time to rewatch this episode this week, so I'm gonna kind of go off what you said. I've I've only watched it the one time before, and I kind of skimmed through right. it, you know, earlier today when I was getting ready to take my notes for the next episode. But yeah, um, just the way that the way that Corey opens up and just like fries daddy to a crisp was fantastic. And everything, just everything about her presence and her aura. And like you had mentioned, like her aesthetic with the with with the disco suit and the hair and the eyes and the fire and the, and music, the music, the music cue that hit. And when she's there to rescue her, everything hit me on on that emotional level. And it was oh, it was it was fantastic, fantastic. 
Your thoughts? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I'm with you. The way that it, I like how it took off. It started up right where the last episode left off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously we didn't see Dove die. So we know she's in the hospital. So, yep. of course, she's not dead. No. Um, I do appreciate that we got the answer to Grayson's partner. She's dead. They confirmed that. <laughs> I, I love that they're doing that, though, on even the small things. Like when these small questions get asked in the next episode, they answer them. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. I appreciate that. A lot of shows don't do that, and they do a really good job paying attention to detail in that regard. The only thing that they I haven't the only thing that they haven't touched on yet or given any kind of answer yet is this serum that's floating around. We'll talk more about the serum in the next episode, but like even yeah. like from the first episode, the second and even here, you're getting the the sprinkle of whatever this serum is from on multiple levels and they're just kind of leaving you wondering, but everything else that you said is absolutely true. I love that they're answering things episode to episode. Yes. Like, right. I think the serum part, like we, like we said last week, though, I think the serum part is the underlying main plot line. True. Yes. It's it's gonna it's gonna be the big reveal at some point, along mm-hmm. with the big bad, which we I think the big bad we realize in this episode is gonna be her father, whoever her father is, because they can't bring him back. Right. You know, they're preventing him from coming back, whatever that means. Um. So my guess is. By episode, what is it, 11? I think there's 11 episodes this season. Let me well, see here. That's really short, which is good. I think I think every season is Perfect. no more than 11 or 12 episodes. Perfect, yeah. Um, this one is... Here's the best way. Season one... 2018, um, 7, 9. Nope. Uh, episode 1, episode 4, 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, 11. 11 episodes. Okay. So we're coming up to the halfway point already. Okay. <clears throat> Perfect. Um, but I believe that they're bringing this all together so that way the team gets assembled. Mm-hmm. And then they have to, the big bad will be her father, whoever her father is. And then it's going to be all revolving around this serum somehow. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Here's something else, and this might just be a personal thing. I like that I don't know that much about DC, because if we did, we would be able to pinpoint who the big villain was going to be. Like, we would see it coming from a mile away, a lot like in MCU. Like, I know so much about the MCU that I know what characters fit where and who belong. Like, I get that. Here, I'm completely in the dark. I don't have that knowledge about DC. I like that as well. Right. And it's not just the knowledge of DC. It's the knowledge of, I like how they take characters that not everyone like fully knows about. Right. They're not using main character lines. Like if it was Superman, we know. If it was Batman, we would know. We would know. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Like it's Joker. Oh. We would know it's Two Face. <laughs> we would know it's, yeah. you know, whoever. We would know it's um, Dark Side. I get you. Right. Um, But one thing I was, I was like, it it got me to the. I was like, oh, they're they're walking the line. They do fl- they do three flashbacks. Yeah, 
the Dick Grayson when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they do a good job coming right up to this is Bruce Wayne without actually showing us who Bruce Wayne is. Where he's looking out the window when he's doing the acrobats he's, on the tree. Yeah. And then you yeah. see the back of his head at one point. Um, very, I, I like that he is able to roam this entire house and not walk into Alfred or <laughs> Bruce Wayne the entire time. This is true. This is very true. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they're, I'm glad that they're doing that though. And not showing us who it is because we don't need another face to Bruce Wayne. We don't. I think it's going to happen. I think it's, it's hitting pretty hard on the nose right now that there's going to be some type of face put to Bruce Wayne. If they do that for the past in his flashbacks, I would be fine with it. I think I'm okay with that be, too. Yeah. If they do it present day though, ugh. yeah. And I, and I hate using the word ick, but I'll use the word ick. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I don't like using the word ick when it, when especially when referring to Batman, but here at yeah, and we've we've talked about that a bunch. And you're right. They're definitely they're they're skating the line right now. And I think I agree with you that I don't want to see him present day. I but I think eventually it's going to happen. Like something has to happen where Dick is able to put away his past. Like he like something there has to be some kind of closure there for this character in order for him to move on and kind of be the leader. Like he's not going to be right. able to be the leader with all of this baggage from Gotham like this that's kind of weighing him down and we see that we don't see that much here. We'll talk about that in the next episode because I have a lot to say there. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Well, and there's there's quite a bit in this. Ep- I'm gonna get into it too with this episode because there's there's stuff I'm like, really, <laughs> like okay, I can I I can buy it, but really, but <clears throat> so we'll get into it. So the the the, the is they're called the nuclear family. That's is that what, what you call them. That's what the internet told me. The nuclear family. Which the makes com- fi- it makes sense. Yes, <laughs> it makes it makes absolute sense. They it are really they does. are the 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 stereotypical. The of- uh, yeah, they are the epitome of the the American nuclear right. family, and they're shooting this stuff into their veins. So it's just even more like, okay, all right, we're doing this. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, <laughs> we'll get, oh wow! <clears throat> right. So, so they're taking Rachel away, and Corey is watching her from her car. I appreciate how they did this. They do a two days earlier scenario where they show her breaking into Rachel's house looking yeah. for stuff. Yeah. And they do it quickly because then they come right back to present day. Mm-hmm. But while she, but while she's in her house, she's looking around. She finds a broken panel on the floor, picks it up. Like, I want to know how nobody else was able to find this. Um, she opens a a broken floorboard, finds a box underneath it, finds a picture of Rachel at this convent with a bunch of nuns and her mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. On the back, it says St. Paul's Convent in like 2005 or something like that. Sure. So I'm with you. I don't understand how nobody else noticed (laughs) this, this out of place floorboard. That's it, and it's it's when she's walking in the room, it's glaring. Like you can't look at anything else. Like that's the one right. thing that sticks out, and you would figure, even even the bad guys, 
that come and do this job. You got to figure somewhere in the land, there's some type of cleanup that went on to, or the cops going through there. Like somebody had to have like noticed, Oh, wait a minute. What's, what's this? No, well, no one's cleaned. Well, no one's cleaned up yet. Cause when she comes into the house, there is a pile of, there's a puddle of dried blood on the kitchen floor from where her mom's, you know, yeah. was. Yeah. I'm just, you um, know. okay. All right. Well, these cops break coming to the house. <laughs> these cops. <laughs> I love TV show cops. They're all so stupid. They're and they idiot. have to and they have to have the one cop that has A not exercised in a decade. B has probably eaten way too many donuts during his shift. And C cannot for the life of him get out his gun. It nope. is absolutely ridiculous. So let's go through it. The first one, freeze. Who are you? I'm FBI. FBI. Really? Let me get my badge. Can I do that real quick? She slowly pulls out something, drops it. He goes to pick it up. Mind you, mind you, this is this is a woman dressed like it's 1976 and she's going to a disco and she has purple hair. She's FBI. Yep. Yeah. Well, he even asks, your FBI dressed like that? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Great. Here's so my... he, goes to pick it up. he goes to pick it up, and then she just pummels him, yep. and then tosses him over <laughs> the, the banister. The, the banister the down banister. the stairs. He's dead. He's gone. He's... It's amazing. It's amazing. And I, love... it's... and I love the other cop. Like, almost immediately, you get this other cop that's considerably more slender than the other guy that we're about to talk about, but he got the uh-oh face. And and you, I, I always I always love it when like they don't leave or like immediately do something to like rectify the situation. No, they just stand there in shock and awe, just waiting to be ambushed by one woman. It is amazing. So, so he gets beat up, not killed, beat up. <laughs> yeah. And then Donut Boy, get like. He, he's he's that guy like he unbuttons his gun and he's sitting there like <laughs> I can't I can't like so she just takes him down like it, it, like it's nothing it, it's fantastic like it's it, nothing it, this whole opener is amazing mind you again 15 minutes or so before the opening title scene yeah which I, I love I love this yeah this was this was um, this was um this was my style of comedy. You know, I don't I, I don't I I've talked before on here how I don't really do well with comedies. Comedy com com I can't talk. A com comedy. I talked before about how I just I can't do them and mostly what it is, it's like the setup of dialogue and then the punchline that always kind of fall. I don't find them funny. I don't laugh at them. I think they're passe. It's it's just not my style. But here, when you have something that's physically comedic and just like uh, the absurdity and ridiculous like piled on top of it, that to me is hysterical. This was <laughs> this was I right. love this. I love this whole scene. It was fantastic. It was it was fantastic. It was dark enough because it's DC at the same time. It's still like it didn't take away from the ominousness that was going on. But it no. was still you're like, this guy's an idiot. Yes. And, and, and you're buying that he's all an idiot. three of them are absolutely morons. They're morons. That's all I can right. say. It's I love it, though. It's great. Well, 
present day, she's watching the family take Rachel away and they drive off. Now, <laughs> road trip, whatever. They're the family that are, they're playing road bingo. They're probably playing 21 questions. They're probably playing, you know, the, the license plate game. Who can find the license plate from every state? Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Rachel sitting in the middle of the back seat, And then <laughs> quote unquote mom is like, before we continue our trip, who needs to go to the bathroom? And everyone raises their hand. <laughs> no, she she's sitting in the back and she's in between these two kids while they're playing road bingo. And she's like fiddling with the cuffs or whatever she has, like binding her wrist. And she's like, oh, my God, what is this freak show? Like, I just the way that she cannot identify with this at all is at all. This is a freak show. What is going on here? Oh, my God. And and even when you, it's fantastic. And even when the mother's like, who has to go? And the two kids raise their hands. And then daddy, like, puts his hand up. Like, it's so, it's so stupid but it's fan it's amazing this it, it was it's really funny this is really funny. the thing is though is it's straight the way they're acting though is straight out of the 50s mm-hmm. it's straight yes. out of the 50s yes leave it's it to beaver fa- it's your, leave it's it to beaver family nuclear yeah. family yeah timmy falls down the well you know it, yeah. Yes. yeah all that absolutely all that absolutely richie cunningham got a cigarette in his room like that <laughs> <laughs> well it gets crazy rachel's was at the gas station they stop at this gas station rachel's in the bathroom she's tied up yeah going to the bathroom she's trying to escape yeah dad quote unquote dad is like dad. hurry up we're gonna go we'll be right there well Corey drives up yeah it's out of her car i love it she drives up the disco music is yeah. playing Yes. She's driving this 1970s muscle car. Like yes. everything. Everything. In the 70s. Everything. Yes. She gets out of the car. She walks up slowly, just nonchalantly. Doesn't say anything. Nope. Fries the guy. Fries the guy. Fries the guy. Fries him. <laughs> fries the side of the wall. Opens up a big hole in the wall for Rachel to get out. <laughs> The guy doesn't even have time to scream. He's nope. just dead. He's just yeah. gone. It's perfect. It's perfect. And I want to, and because we don't get much more of this, I want to touch on it. The, this family to me is ridiculous. So we're at the gas station and mom is wiping the windshield off. The son asks for a soda and the daughter's like, sugar makes him hyper. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's so, it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. And, and then dad, when he sees... When he sees Corey come up, he's like, oh, gosh. Like, just by the sight of her. Like, he has no time to say anything else. And then he is fried. He is a crisp. He is barbecue. We see him later on getting zipped up in the body bag. He is literally burnt to a crisp. It's amazing. Oh, so so it's nuclear mom, nuclear sis, nuclear dad, and nuclear biff. Nuclear biff. I don't know. Nuclear Biff. I don't like, know what that is. Like Biff. Like, like Back to the Future. Yeah, like Biff. Back to the Future's Biff. I, I guess. Okay. That makes sense. But that's what that's sure. what IMDb says. Okay. Know. Well, the nuclear. Well, okay. <laughs> the girl who played the sister reminds me of somebody, though. Really? Um, yeah. Her face didn't she, ring a bell to me. So I mean, it did sh- for me. Her name's Jenny Ross. Um. 
me see here. Anything that we've seen. Nope. Nothing we've seen. Okay. Suit. She was suits. An episode of Suits. Nope. Nothing we've seen. Mostly TV shows. Well, 50-50. But nothing that we've seen. But whatever. So... As soon as she fries him, she's like, come with me because you're probably better off with me than you are with them. You think? Opening <laughs> opening title scene. <laughs> Titans across the screen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the way they're opening their episodes is fantastic. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. I, I, I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate it. This this whole opener from beginning to until the title sequence is fantastic. This This... I'm going to say something that I don't normally say this, this nuclear family or whatever, like this dynamic of a family that's straight out of the 1950s, sixties shooting up whatever into their arms. This needs to be like a spinoff TV show. Like this is the way that you do these things. Cause I want to know more about this. I care more about like, I, the, I, like it's just, it's, it's yeah, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. I, yeah. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> It's fantastic. I love it. Um, speaking of Better Call Saul. Oh, here we go. Um, here we go. <laughs> Lee and I were at church today, and um, we were hearing the sermon, and, this, and the pastor's wife was giving the message today. And she's talking about this lady back in the day, and she's like, so this lady, her name was Mrs. White. As soon as she said that, I pull out my phone, I get a gif of Skylar White, and I write <laughs> Mrs. White, and I send it. And as soon as I send it, at the same time, simultaneously, a text message comes through of a gif from Lee of Skylar White. Wow. <laughs> we do this all too wow. often. Where somebody will say something, we'll text back like at the exact same time. It's pretty funny. That's crazy. Um, but, Okay. Talking about Better Call Saul kind yeah. of brought that memory back to me. <laughs> okay. um, so as you were saying earlier, Hank is in the hospital with Dawn, and he's looking over her. The way he looks, you're right. It's that, like, muscle guy, gruff, like, but that's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. He reminds me of, the way he looks reminds me of, like, Ben Affleck without a personality. Like his facial features, the way he stares, the way he looks, the way he carries. I'm like, yeah, it's Ben Affleck, like muscle bound Ben Affleck without a personality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can definitely see it. He's a uh, um, he's he's yeah okay. Hey, he's a hawk, not an eagle. He's a hawk. He's a hawk. Okay. He's a hawk. Well, we get our first, we get our very first flashback of Grayson when he was being. He's in, he's in a police department. He got caught doing something stupid. And the police officer, is it a police officer, probation officer? Like, I'm going probation officer. That's what I was thinking too, but she also works for the police department. And here's a question. Is later on in the episode, somebody calls him and talks to him about his partner being dead. Is it the same lady, just older? It looked like it. It looked like that's what they were trying to do. But I don't know. Like it looks like the same actress, except just it, aged up. You know what? What is it? Fifteen years? Sixteen years? Yeah, but she was in Gotham, and now they're in Detroit. 
So it's just, it's very, I haven't looked it up, but it looks like it's the exact same lady. I thought they were giving like she just grew up and now they're kind of like working together, but I don't know. I guess so. Um, I guess so. It would explain, well, yeah, it would explain a lot because what was it? The pilot episode or the second episode where we get this whole thing about how Dick really has, you know, a soft spot and is hot for, uh, for helping out kids. And think, so it would make sense if if the same woman who helped him was involved in his life now. That would that would kind of that would add up. It would make sense. Yeah. I just let me look real quick because now now I'm my the curiosity is going to kill the cat if I don't look. Where is all cast and crew? Here we go. I don't even know her name to be honest with you. Detective Jessica Perez is Lisa Colin Zayez. Um, is there another? Off man in suit? Nope. Officer one, two, and three? Nope. Not at all. Nope, nope, nope. Nuclear dad? Nope, nope, nope. Young Dick Grayson? Nope, nope, nope. I don't know who it could be unless this is it. Miss Bond. Two different ladies. Okay. Okay, two different ladies. They did a really, with the hair though, with it looking so much alike, they yeah. did a really good job yeah. that they uh, they did a good job with that. I was thinking that that's what they were going to go with, but whatever. Um, so we're hearing that he wants to adopt her, that he wants to, that Bruce Wayne... <laughs> Mr. Wayne wants to adopt you, and he's been through a similar situation as you. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thanks. The, I, I will say this. The one backstory I don't ever want to hear again is, Bruce is Batman's. Wayne, yeah, is, is Batman's origin story. I, I'll, I agree with you. 100, I agree with you. Anybody who's watching this show knows Bruce's Batman's backstory. It has been done over and over and over a thousand times. I, I I am in full agreement with you. That did not need that line of dialogue did not need to be said here. I, I'm pretty sure right. you could just say Bruce wants to adopt you. I think we all know why. That's all exactly. you all you have to say is something like that, and everybody's gonna get it. Everybody's gonna get it. And I will say when they when they did the new The Batman, um I love that they did not touch on his origin story at all in yeah, that movie. Yeah, true, true. It actually made it better. It makes it a lot it. better, yeah. Um, well, she informs him that his parents may not have been murdered. I mean, may not have just been killed by an accident. They, yeah. they, were, they were potentially murdered. Yep. So you get the look on, on um, Grayson's face, and he agrees to... Go with Bruce Wayne. Yep, he's going so, to Wayne Manor. Okay, we got it. He goes to Wayne Manor. <laughs> Somehow is able to walk around this entire house, go to every room, mm-hmm. look at everything, Yep, not run into a single person. Well, Bruce no. comes in at one point. No, no, he's at the window because he does his circus-style escape yeah. from the trapeze by jumping out a second or third story window through yeah. trees yep. and flips out. Yep. I don't know how he does it. Neither do I. Um, and you see Bruce silhouette in the <laughs> in the window. You know I'm what like, though? Wow, they're, they're pushing it. I do. They're, 
I do like that he doesn't run into Bruce or Alfred because he's Batman. So I just assume that he's busy. <laughs> like they're they're off doing something else. They're very very busy. They don't have time to be True. dealing with this kid who's wandering around that. Let him wander. Let him wander around right. the house. Let him explore it. Let him do what he got to do. Let him get comfortable. Let him get used to the you know the settings and everything. Uh, Alfred, we have things that we need to do. You know, down in the cave. Like let's like I I buy this. I I right. buy this. Well, present day. We have the detective that looks a lot like the probation officer. She calls Grayson and says, you know, there was three officers found at Rachel's old house. Yeah. Two were dead. <laughs> One was injured. Yeah. And the only Rachel's fingerprints were not anywhere around. However, this girl, Corey, her fingerprints, you know, how they know that it's an African-American girl with magenta hair <laughs> fingerprints say it all let me tell you everything um, in everything every movie every show everything fingerprints is always the like it's the go-to answer for everything you need to know who this person right. is fingerprints right perfect and then she's like oh and by the way your partner they say your name i forget her name but your partner is dead does i was actually go ahead I was actually appreciative of this because even last episode we're like, they don't show her die, but I don't want one of those because it was done off screen things means that she's still alive. Yeah. I want her dead. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But to episode one, I thought she was going to be a love interest to Dick Grayson and now I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, but I like this better though. I, yes. I like that she's dead. I like that they didn't. Toy, I, like, I, I like that they don't toy around with it. Leave you guessing. Oh, you didn't see it on camera, so we don't really know. No, like there's no way that she would be able to survive what happened. We, like everybody knows this, and they're 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 sticking to their guns with this. I like that. I also really like that it almost doesn't phase Dick at all. Like he's just like okay, and he has a moment, but overall he's moving on. Like he's completely done he with it never, and it just he was never close to her either no not at all not at all they had the one conversation you're right but but he's probably been through he's probably been through multiples of these he's though, probably been through be, a lot he's probably you're right he's probably been through a lot of this but what i'm saying is like if this was almost any other show or any other cop drama it would be like a more uh, like a mournful moment from the, it like would be a, a moment it would right. be a mournful like mourning i'm sad oh my god i can't believe this happened moment nope not dick racing he just he continues to just march on with his life perfect because it fits his character i like that it's the character building in this tv show is on par with the character building that Marvel did in the in the original saga. I agree. I agree. Endgame on and all their TV shows lackluster, yeah, but the character this, building in this is fantastic. Yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. Absolutely. All right. So this next scene is before. Go ahead, real quick before I go. No, I'll, I'll I, I, I didn't have anything to say. Go ahead. Oh. This next scene, I want to go through this whole thing and I'll let you talk because this right here is. I, this right here is probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire TV show episode. So this episode, so Dick Grayson gets the news. All of a sudden it cuts over to disco music and you're like, okay, so this is obviously Corey's 
theme music is everything disco. Mm -hmm. So she's driving in her 1970s muscle car. Her and Rachel are having a heart to heart. You get a little info dump here going on. Who are you? I don't know. Who are you? I don't know. Do I know you? Nope. Do you know me? No. Great. We've established that. Here's a picture that I found in your, where'd you get this? In your house. Well, what's St. Paul's? Well, St. Paul's is a convent and we're going to be going there at some point, but we'll tell you when later on. Rachel touches Corey, Mm -hmm. hoping to see, sense, feel whatever's going on inside of Corey, and she can't feel anything. I don't know if this is because Corey doesn't remember anything or if it's because of Corey's ability to do whatever she can do. Um, Because right now we know that she can absorb things and that she can, she's a flamethrower. Outside of that, we really don't know much. Well, they... I'll let you go before I go to the next part, if you have something to say. So I'm going with what you said. Either she doesn't remember or it's something to do with her abilities. I'm going with the latter. I don't like the idea that just because, you know, her character forgot something that Raven wouldn't be able to see it. That doesn't that that's a really weird it's 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 a really weird spin on like being um ESP or, or being a telepath right. or whatever. It's a really weird aspect to put to a to a superhero character like this. So I'm going with the latter. It's just something about Corey's sure. abilities right. that's like preventing her. Like like Magneto's helmet. Like that's kind of the way that I saw this thing. Magneto's helmet right. keeps Xavier out. Whatever her abilities are is keeping Raven out. I like that more than I like, oh, she can't see because you don't remember. And eh, I don't I was going to say that too, because even if, if Raven could do that and sense that it'd be way too easy to start knowing more about Corey than we need to. Right. And just because Corey can't remember up front doesn't mean that there's suppressed stuff going on Yeah, that couldn't be unlocked. So that I, so it sounds like we're in agreement there. I will say yeah. this, if they don't come back around and answer that question, like why couldn't Raven see like what what Corey is if they don't answer that at some point i will be disappointed because it's super interesting like why can't right. you see this I, th- I think that's really really interesting i want i want an answer to that which i honestly think we will get at some point with the way that this tv show is doing things so do i i think they'll um, explain it i think they'll explain it away yeah because to answer things like your partner is dead, we didn't see it, and then not answer this would be a big miss. Yeah. Like a giant miss. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so here's the scene. I love this scene. The scene is fantastic. <laughs> they drive up to this <laughs> hole-in-the-wall diner. Yep. This diner. They get in. They start walking in. Um Corey scopes the place out and Rachel's like, what are you doing? She's like, just making sure everything is safe. They sit down. This girl comes up. This waitress comes up. Rachel's like, I want chicken and waffles. Great. Corey, what do you want? Nothing. I'm all set. She goes and puts the order in. She goes and as she's putting the order in, the waitress's boyfriend walks in and orders (laughs) beers. And the, the guy at the bar is like, it's too early for that. We're not doing this until after whatever, 1230 or whatever it is. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care. I want my beers now. Then he goes over to the waitress and he starts giving her a hard time. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? Not now. You know, obviously this is the, he's the alcoholic abuse, abusive boyfriend. Yes. Basically. Very much. 
And he has no idea what he walked into. No. So Corey is watching this happen, looks over at Rachel and says, go get in the car. I'll be right there. And I'm like, here we go. This is going to be fantastic. I was thinking first that she was just going to like just fry him. Nope. No. Before she even gets to him, three or four of his buddies start going after her. And she just effortlessly takes them down one by one by one. Yeah. Then she, she the first guy comes up and she just grabs him and bashes his head against the table. Knocks him out cold. Takes the other guys out. Then she goes after the boyfriend. She grabs a fork. <laughs> a fork <laughs> off of the table. He goes to punch her. She takes the fork and rams it inside between his knuckles on his fist. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. The guy punched Ow. a fork. The guy punched a fork. <laughs> she rammed. Uh, oh. So then the waitress hands her the food. It's on the house. <laughs> You're all what I will appreciate is they shot a bunch of this stuff from outside the diner looking through a big pane glass window. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting more often than not for someone to go through that window yeah. like yes. every cliche bar fight, and it never happened. It didn't happen at all. I liked that. So do I. Super small, super stupid, still loved it. Because I was like, oh, they didn't follow that same trope. They didn't follow that same cliche thing. Let's do this. They stuck to something different. The, the fight was held inside. And usually people are like scared of the person who does the fighting. In this case, they were appreciative of Corey. Mm -hmm. Gave them free food and they take off. She, th this, waitress, this waitress was very, very happy that somebody finally put this drunkard in his place. More, more than likely, she was just really happy to see it. I will say also, I love the camera work. That, that, that's going on during this fight scene. It was amazing. Everything from every every headbutt, every fist thrown, the 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 fork going into the guy's fist. Like every like the Ooh. entire way this entire sequence was captured for film. I really, really enjoyed. I even like when you're on the outside and you're looking through the window, you're supposed to be like viewing what's going on from Rachel's perspective. She's in all awe of everything that this woman is doing. Like, she is completely taken back, like, oh, my God. Like, she has to feel like, okay, with her, I think I'm safe. I think, I think I'm think i good if I, if I stick with this woman, which is fantastic. Right. I will say, the cinematography in this TV show is fantastic. It's, a, it's really good. It's really, for, really good. Except for one scene. And we'll get there. <clears throat> we already... You all, already I'm gonna, all I'm going to say is equilibrium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we. I will say this. The um, we talked about it. I didn't bring it up because, but I will now since we're on the subject of cinematography. The scene where young Dick Grayson is jumping out of the window and swinging all over the branches, it looked a little cheesy. She, yeah, it looked a little cheesy. You could tell that right. it was completely fake. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what was real and what wasn't real in that scene. But it's like when he's doing the flips, you could tell that the camera sped up. You can tell that they're they're behind a green screen. Like all of that is like really jarring and obvious to me. And it's like it looked kind of janky. But then when you get to then when you get here and the way that everything works out, like it's choreography. And it, as long as you have somebody like there 
to teach these people move this way, move this body part. We're going to train here. We're going to do this. Everything kind of meshes together really well. It, it did not fail at all here. Like these actors and actresses, I will always give credit to people who like are willing to learn how to move this way because I couldn't do that. There's no way right. I would ever be able to do anything like that. It's fantastic. But just, yeah, man, the, the fork going into the guy's fist was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal, brutal. Oh, my God. Well, we kick over to a second flashback of Dick Grayson as a kid. Yeah. He's in his patrol, not patrol officer, his, uh, wow, I just lost my wording. Let's just say parole officer. Parole officer. Okay. Parole officer. She's like, let others help you. Stop running away. Uh Blah, 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 blah. Bruce Wayne wants to help you. Can you give another try? He's like, sure. So he gives it another try. Now, he roams the house even more. Roams the house even more and still Uh bumps into nobody. Nope. This time, though, he comes into a giant garage. Just like in X Men, when yeah. Wolverine steals the bike, yeah. or the car, the, yeah. the, the, the Mazda RX eight. I think he steals well, both of them. He he, st- he steals the car in one movie, then in another movie he takes the bike. The yeah. bike, yeah. yeah. Well, in this garage, we find out where Bruce, where Bruce, where Bruce Wayne, yeah, where um, Grayson gets his Porsche from, because he looks at every car and then his eyes settle on this Porsche, and he's like in love. Okay. So what does he do? He steals it. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting chased by cops and the cops can't touch him nope. because he just pushes the magic red button and takes off. <laughs> you know you what? Know, you know it was a red button that he pushed. Yes, of course. Show of he course. Just took off. He he pushes he pushes the magic red button and takes off. Okay, so this is where this is where like Bruce makes sense because if this was any other car from from any other person in this universe there's no the, Dick Grayson is not outrunning these cops but no. because it's Bruce Wayne's car I 100% believe it it makes all the sense in the world it's awesome it's awesome right. this whole th- yeah I love how to, to actually change scenes, instead of showing him get caught, it shows the car speed away, and then the next scene is him pulling up, mm-hmm. but now it's present day. Yeah. I so like that transition, and so they didn't do I. give it to you until you see him get out of the car. And I was like, ooh, I appreciate that. Um, he gets out of the, Grayson gets out of the car, and he's at the gas station where <laughs> dad got fried, and he's looking around. This part I have a hard time with. Oh, yeah. And here's why. He goes into the gas station. He takes out some hard, like portable hard drive yep. to copy the hard drive of the video screen. And he's downloading 3.5 megs. It would be a lot bigger, first of all. It'd be massive. It, it'd be, they, they would be a lot bigger files. We're talking... Massive we're video. Talking, we're talking gigs. We're not talking megs. So... This is and yes. three point five. This is a problem. This is a problem. Um, yeah. Here's where it gets even better. Is he gets back into Bruce Wayne's car, 
now his car. <laughs> and he attaches this he attaches this device to what can only be the back computer that's portable. Yeah. He's a cop. Regular detectives and beat cops do not have this technology. No. He plugs it into this portable tablet, which is obviously attached to the bat computer in the bat cave. <laughs> it scans his eye. The, the, like, it <laughs> does a retina scan. It does everything. He, he's pushing buttons that don't exist on the computer screen, making things happen. I don't get it, but. <laughs> <laughs> The only reason why it's viable is because it's a back computer. It's if it wasn't, if it wasn't Wayne Tech, it would make no sense. <laughs> and you know it's Wayne Tech, of like, course. Of he course. He reaches into the glove box and pulls out this tablet, and it's like he pushes a button, it scans his retina. He's doing all this stuff. He's fast forwarding things. He finds Corey's car. He zooms in on her license plate off of CCTV from. Like normal cam analog cameras, the image is all of a sudden high def. It's zooming in. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I have a really but hard time with things like that. I have such a hard time with things like that because I'm a techie. So the first thing I do when I see somebody copying a video from the PC to a thumb drive and then uploading that to something else, all I'm thinking about, okay, you're going between like at least three devices that are all compressing this file in, in, in their own way, depending on the format. And then I'm supposed to believe that you're able to zoom in on the license plate and just magically behold it as clear as day for you to read and then not only that you can track where that car is with that same computer because you have your, <laughs> you have your retina scan oh my god have, the quality alone of the if that if the if the picture of the license plate was all that he got and that was the quality that it was that would be more than 3.5 megs oh yeah yes yes so Yes, there's no I, I way. There's no error on their part. <laughs> none of this, none of this makes any sense. Him having, him having Wayne's tablet, I buy. Him being in the car, I buy. Him being able to like link up to Wayne's network, I buy. Him zooming in on this <laughs> license plate is impossible. It would never happen. It would never happen. Court cases have been thrown away because of image quality, and I'm supposed to believe that you with this? No, absolutely not. Well, not well, at all. He, not a chance. I mean, he is Bruce Wayne. I mean, <laughs> Dick Grayson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's I, crazy. I if they are trying to portray him as somebody other than Bruce Wayne. Then this ep then this TV show has failed like hardcore. I know they're not, but eh. I I I just I maintain I love the show, but this is the one element that I'm ah uh, there is too much. Bruce is like Bruce's DNA is all over these first first few episodes that we've watched, and here is like the big red flag of like, yep, it's, it's happening. We're doing this. We're going down this road. Unreal. 
Unreal. I forgive everything else except for this license plate. There's no chance. But I watched it and I'm like, <laughs> no. No. First I, first I was like 3.5 megs. No. No one's watching him. No nope. one cares that he's downloading it. Not at all. Nobody cares. Stealing evidence from a crime scene. Great. Yes. He's a cop. So a, what? From yes. a different district, different state, different town. We'll no get there cares. too. We'll get there too. Different, a cop from a completely different district. You have absolutely no jurisdiction of where you're at. You probably don't even have jurisdiction in the next city over from wherever you are in Detroit, let alone this completely separate part of the... Okay. Okay. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, but I'm just like the, this image, <laughs> this image quality, like image, oh, enhan image enhancement. Are you kidding me? Do you know how no. do you know how image enhancing works? Do you have any like it's not even you're not looking at the image. You're looking at what the computer thinks the image is. That's how image enhancing works. There's no way a grainy photo of a license plate. There's no way it's not possible i don't care this pissed me off so much oh my god oh it's fantastic <sighs> okay. it was the, it was the it was the it was the biggest issue i have with the entire episode was it's the, the biggest issue one part it's the biggest issue i have with the show so far everything yeah. everything about bruce and the tech and, and dick grayson and his troubles there all that i'll i'll swallow because it's only i know it's only building the character at best the whole you know wayne is a minor annoyance this this image scaling ah uh, hard no hard, hard no. no so hard no well <laughs> Corey and rachel show up to saint paul's convent they knock on the door sister opens the door and says Hey, it's you. Yeah. You're back. You're back. It's been a year. <laughs> okay. So, a lot of info dump these next few scenes between the sisters and her. Um, she, you know, she goes back to you. Do you know who I am? Do you know what she what she was here for? Do you remember anything? Um, no one really knows what's going on. At least the sisters are stating that they don't know what's going on. Something is obviously up with these sisters. Yes. Like, yes. they show Rachel her old bedroom. Now, here's the thing. Her old bedroom has never been touched since she moved out. It is now storage. There is a reason why they haven't touched this bedroom. Of course. I think they're scared to go back into it. Possibly. That's possible. That's very, very... Po I didn't think about that, but that's possible. My mind went somewhere else. Like you said, there's something clearly up. During the course of this conversation that they're having, there's a line or two dropped about your home now. I'm sorry. That would send alarm bells off in my head. Like, what do you mean I'm home now? What what what's gonna what what do you think is going to happen next? Like clearly the sister expects hers to stay, but where right. where where it ends up going, it's iffy. But just that like initial meeting alone, if I hear you tell me, Oh, you're home now, you're safe, and you like give me the I'm gonna I'm gonna start to look at you with a side eye. Like, yeah. Okay. Right. So Corey starts asking if she remembers who her father was. Did he ever come back looking for her? The nun's like, Nope, 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 don't know who the dad is, yada yada yada. They have more dialogue. Corey takes out this key to a locker and asks the sister if she knows 
where it goes to. And this is like, oh, yeah, that goes to Scooter's Roller Rink down the street. Mm-hmm. Cool. A roller rink. Roller rink. Very fitting. Yep. For the disco so lady to go to a roller rink. Exactly. Very, very fitting. Okay. <laughs> but we don't get there yet because we cut over to now the nuclear family of three versus the nuclear family of four. Uh-huh. They're walking into this grandiose hotel or whatever. There's... I actually loved the cinematography here, the way it was shot. They shot it down the middle of this mirror, and you see this lady, like, rearranging a display of flowers or something, mm-hmm. and the family walk in the door, and it looks like, it looks like it's doubled up, and you you can't tell which one is real and which one's the reflection. Mm-hmm. I thought this was really, really well done. Yeah, then it's it cool. Then it over to the real shot. <clears throat> They're going to the elevator, and as they go to the elevator, the little old lady that was doing the flower agent says, stop, does anybody want some butterscotch? And the two kids take butterscotch. Mm-hmm. They put it in their pocket. They get on the elevator. They roll up. They get to the top of this floor. And at first glance, I thought it was the original dad. At first glance. But it's not. It's the creator. Sure. I say creator yeah. because of a line that he says in here. But he's going on about how they failed. His one request was to get Rachel. They couldn't do that. He overshopped because he bought too much food because he was making omelets for everybody. And he over he overshopped because he bought for four people and not for three. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And then... He's like, I wanted you to get or kill Rachel. Um, then he goes, who wants me to find you another dad? Okay. And who wants another choice? They raise their hand. Hold on before you go. They raise and he goes, I thought we built you better than this. Any last words? And I was like, what? Yeah. We built you better than this. Are they animatronic? Are they cyborgs? Are they just brainwashed like you were saying? What does he mean by built? Because he has a detonator in his hand. What's he going to blow up? (sighs) This was a lot of big information that I don't know where it points to yet. I don't either. So I, so he has a, he has, he has the detonator. I can only, based on everything that he said, we built you better. I can only assume that they're the ones who are going to blow up. That's my thoughts, too. That's my my thought is there. I also, this is very, this is going to sound really weird. This guy, this creator, I don't know. A part of me feels like he's the big bad, but then a part of me feels like it's very Wizard of Oz. Yes. The man behind the curtain. Like, oh, okay, yes. like, like this He's guy. He's working for somebody. Yes, exactly. That's that's that, that's the feeling that I got because he if it, if it was him, he would have said, I built you better than this. He doesn't. We built you better than this. That's the line. We. We built you better right. than this. There's something else. There's, a, there's, there's another faction that's like in control, you know, and this is just a guy. That's that's kind of what I took from this. And the whole who wants another daddy, like, oh my God. Okay. They all I, raise their hands, smile. Yeah. Yeah. What is this this family quote unquote family is 
twisted. So I also don't, I don't think they're animatronic. I think they're brainwashed. You are. I think they're brainwashed. And I think that there is an explosive device planted in their heads that when he pushes it, it just blows them up on the inside. So when he said, we built you better than this though, it's really weird. Cause I don't know if you, I don't know. I don't know if those would be my choice. If I was just talking about the serum that they're shooting up. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. There has to be more. And I, I almost don't want to say much about it because I want there to be more information before I like definitively say what I think this is. But it's just everything, something doesn't line up. Like right. this, this, this guy, he's weird. The woman downstairs, like the, uh, the, 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 the maitre d' or whatever you want to call her, handing out the butterscotch that, you know, this guy tells him, yeah, you might not want to eat that. Like the, everything about what's happening right now is really odd. And the only thing that I can think about is it's very Wizard of Oz. This is just the man behind the curtain. And that's all this is. It, it's a right. facade. There's something else going on. There's something, there's somebody higher than him behind him pulling the strings. That's kind of what I'm waiting on. This this guy, he's weird. Like the way that he's the, and just the fact that he's in what looks like a suit that a suit that probably costs him a couple of thousand dollars, and even still, he's like frying up eggs and making breakfast wearing this suit is eccentric. It's really yep. out there. It's really really out there. The whole detonator thing in his hand and the way that he's holding on to that thing, I. I don't know. It's intriguing, but it's it's like I said it before. I want to know more about this family than than we currently do right now. So that's I'll say that I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. But yeah, he's uh he's an odd one. <laughs> and he's like, who wants an omelet? And they all raised their hand. I do. Okay. Great. Done. Okay. Well, we're now we're now back over at Scooter's roller rink. Corey gets the key, goes to the locker, opens it up, finds a package, opens the package up. It's a key to a storage unit. Yeah. I love that she's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, she's, it's, it's very, very, very tropey. It's very tropey. It's very video gamey. If anybody's yes. ever played any of the, the old Resident Evil games, like that was a common thing. You unlocked a door to get a key that unlocks another door that unlocks another key that to get another key to get to the final location. Like it's just it's it's that it's a wild goose chase at that point. Like right. what am I? I what like am, that it stopped here though. Yeah, I do too. But that's kind of what it reminded me of. Into your point, the, how she just scoffs that it's just another key. It was great. Perfect. Because yeah. it's what I said. I said it before, like, really, another key? And then the character goes, ugh. And I'm like, okay. All right, I forgive it. Cool. <laughs> right. Well, she walks over. Rachel ordered some food. They're having conversation. This guy, Grayson, the detective in, in Detroit, is he your father? Nope. He's a detective. You know, he's helping me out. Well, is he really? They go, you, they're giving you backstory to stuff that we already know. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. Rachel gets up to go play a pinball game, a pin, a pin, bleh, a pinball game. Yep. And guess who shows up? Beast Boy. So they instantaneously, when I say instantaneously connect, I mean they instantaneously connect. Yeah. Hi, my name is, and they both say their first names. I like your hair. I like your hair. Hers is green. Hers is purple. Great. Is. Play it this way. Go for that. Go for that. Oh, they like they became best friends 
it's like, did we just become best friends? Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. Then we see Grayson show up in his car. He walks into the roller rink. Starts talking to Rachel, says, hey, come outside. We go outside. He's getting her mad. She gets mad and she screams and every window, rear window and windshield of every almost every car in the parking lot shatters. Yeah. Now I say almost every car because it was every car except for the Porsche. The Porsche. The Porsche's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. What? Yes. Why is the Porsche the only car that's not destroyed in this parking lot? Because the because the Porsche belongs to Bruce Wayne, that's why. <laughs> yes. That's the only <laughs> <laughs> That's how we can answer every question yes. for Dick Grayson. Yes. Why can't this happen, Bruce Wayne? Why can't this happen, Bruce Wayne? <laughs> yeah. It's so it's ridiculous, but it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And you're right, because I didn't look at it that way. Every car has a problem except for the Porsche because it belongs because it belongs to Bruce Wayne. It's also and maybe this is just me, but it's also really weird that this Porsche is still running after fifteen years. Like eh, I don't know about like, this. In mint condition. <laughs> in, mint condition. Mint condition. in Detroit. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. But <laughs> sure. But Bruce Wayne, that's that's the answer. Bruce Wayne. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love oh my gosh, it. it's fantastic. So, we're on our third and final flashback of the entire episode. Um the parole officer lets Grayson know that he, Wayne is not pressing charges. You can't keep running away. He's like, "I'm not running. I'm searching." She's like, what are you searching for? He's like, the people who cared my parents. Well, why are you searching? Well, the cops. Not the cops. I need to kill them because they killed my parents. Okay. Okay. Vendetta. Common. Mm. Common story. Vendetta. Perfect. Yes. He goes back to Bruce Bruce Wayne uh, Wayne Manor, finds this letter from Bruce. Basically, Bruce is saying, I'm going to be here for you. Yeah. In a letter. I, I, I'll be honest. If they actually allowed Bruce Wayne to come into this scene and say something, I probably would have been fine with it. It makes more sense that it's a letter because in the last episode, he tried to just leave her a letter and dip. Oh, so that's it, true. It, it makes it makes a little bit of sense. Like this is where he learned that kind of thing from. Like it's and he's, an, probably, it, he's probably out too. It was late at night, so he's probably out. Yeah. "Quote unquote working anyways." Yeah, yes, he was out working anyways. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, clearly he, he, he does not have a grasp on what abandonment can do to a person. Because when Dick was a kid, his parents dead, and Bruce. Let, let let's be honest. I mean, I can't see Batman raising a child. Like, I don't, in, I don't see that at all. So it's just, right. it, it makes sense that this is where he learned that kind of behavior from. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Well, we see that come to fruition here is Grayson and Rachel are now 
back at the chapel in the convent. Uh-huh. And they're having a little heart-to-heart, a little tete-a-tete. Yeah. And they're talking, and Grayson's telling Rachel that she is alone. There is no one that can really help her. She is in this by herself, and the hurt and the pain will always remain. Good for you. Good for you. If all the efforts you were trying to do of keeping this kid safe and helping her out, you just, you went the wrong direction. (laughs) You think? I kind of like it. I like it. He just went, because he's just, he is just expressing for her everything that he's feeling. Yes. That's all he's doing. But he's not lying to her. Not at all. That's why I like it. Like, is it? It's listen. It's a really harsh thing to say to a kid that just watched their mother get shot in front of. Like, I get that it's it's really harsh. It's cold, and maybe Dick could have found a a more lighthearted way to explain this to her, but he doesn't. He he doesn't have that like in him to do that. So he just flat out tells her the truth. Like, yeah, this hurts. It's not going to get easy. You're in for a rough life, but you know what? You're not alone. I like that. I like it better than him. I like it better than the tropey. Listen, everything's gonna be okay. Don't worry about anything because that's that's BS. That's a lie. I don't. Right. I hate that. Oh, yeah. This, the way that the way that this was done, I do. I like it. I like that. There's a lot of honesty there. Maybe a little too much for a kid. Maybe a little too much. But well, if she was a normal kid, I would say yes to that. Yeah, but exactly. With her positioning, she's I not normal. <laughs> right. So. Dick, she asks for some time. Grayson leaves the chapel, talks to the nun. While he's talking to the nun, Corey steals his car. Yes, she does. Takes off. Yeah. He tracks it somehow. Of course he does. He has an app for it, he says. Of There's course he does. He we'll has get, an app we'll, for that. We'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Well, Rachel's in the chapel. The nun comes in, talks with her, gives her a coffee or a drink. Yeah. She's... Hugging this thing. Mm-hmm. And passes out. Yo, yeah. Great. So, now we over... Corey pulls up to the storage unit that she has the key for. She finds the unit. She opens it up. And, oh boy, there is a lot of paraphernalia in this storage unit. There are pictures. There are maps. There are pictures with maps and your pins and your strings going every which Yo, direction. Yeah. Full on people. Oh, full on conspiracy theorists. <laughs> set up. <laughs> yeah. Pictures of ravens, pictures of this, pictures of old, of old writings, pictures of, I mean, and not just a few, every wall, yeah. every covered wall covered, covered. So, this room, I, I I have to go back and I have to like analyze this room from top to bottom because I'm I'm sure there are things in here that I missed. But the big takeaway is the um the writings. I forget what words she used, but they're hieroglyphics. That's the way that I like not hieroglyphics, but it's like it's um written you know Egyptian Middle Eastern style, and it, it yeah. it's pretty much talking about you know the doom is coming or the end of the world and blah 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 you know revelations and all that good and all that nonsense, and. And I'm just like, it, 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 it intrigues me because who is this person that put all these pieces together? How and why did she end up in Europe? 
and what happened to her memory exactly. Like, if she's here in America looking for Raven, what was it that made her go to Europe? Because there, I don't understand the connection there at all. Like, that's that, that's the big miss for me. Like, okay, yeah, her memory's gone. Something happened. Maybe she got shot in the head and her memory is gone. Jason Bourne, whatever, however you want to put that, yep. right? I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand how you link Europe to all of this. I don't get that. That that's the one that I, I we'll, don't understand. I think, we'll, I think we'll figure it out. So do I. I'm fully expecting yeah. that we'll figure it out. But the whole, the 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 string and the pins and everything going everywhere and pictures and the way that she meticulously put everything together and interlinked, you know, A, B, and C all the way to Z is fantastic. <clears throat> so yeah. It just it makes this character even more intriguing than she already was. Hundred percent. Well, while she's doing this, we cut back over. Rachel is now on a stretcher, being wheeled down a hall, and the nun is oh, looking boy. over. Oh boy! Yeah, this is tough. Um, Rachel wakes up. What are you doing? Oh, we're gonna keep you safe. I promised. Nothing bad would happen to you. Well, you just drugged her. You're locking her up in a basically a holding cell. Yeah. Um, yes. You're trying to help her. You're protecting him. You're protecting her from him. We're not going to let him get you. I want to know who him is. Yeah. We don't know yet. Not her at all. Dad, obviously, but we don't know who her father is. No clue. Uh, if her father is like Doomsday. I'm done. Uh, like, <laughs> like, no. I, yeah. If her dad is like uh, d- Zod. No. <laughs> I'll know about really hard. <laughs> or, or her father is Superman or something else ridiculous. Like, absolutely not. This is not happening. No, I'm going to know about really hard. You know what, though? I okay. This is another reason why I like this show as much as I do because they're not shying away from you know really difficult storylines like this. So we saw Dick earlier who gave Raven this pep talk that could have been a lot easier, but you know what? He wanted to be honest with her and he gave her the truth as hard as it was to hear, and I appreciate that. And even when you get to this nun, I believe that her intentions are in the right place. She's just going about it the complete wrong way, strapping her to a gurney and wheeling her into a holding cell. That I don't 100%. agree. That I don't agree with. But I do think that she has the best of intentions. Like I don't think she's intending on hurting her. I I, I do think she's potentially trying to protect the world from whatever is gonna come out of Raven because right. we see a lot of that in 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 a thing. So and I it's, think that she knows more than she's letting on. Absolutely. Absolutely, this nun knows exactly who her father is. Exactly who her father is, and what's happening. Why? Yeah, she even knows who Corey is. Yeah, she just won't tell Corey. It's wild. Well, speaking of Corey, get back to the storage unit. Grayson shows up. How'd you find me? Oh, I have an app for that. Of course you do. It's called the Bat Phone. Just crash to the Bat Car. <laughs> Using how'd, your bat computer, how'd you link to the bat, link link to the bat satellite? Yes, link, yes. You, you know, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, you probably called up Bruce Wayne and said, "Track this for me." At, you know, at the, it happened. You know what? At this point, I would have been happy if he just came out and said, "I'm friends with Batman. You can't run from me." 
end it there. Like, make it really well known right there. Like, listen, you stole my car. I found you. I'm friends with Batman. Don't ever do that again. It would get the message across. Like, okay, we're, we're out and honest and open about it. Okay, we can just put that to bed. But just, like, the way that the show is just, like, so heavy-handed on Bruce is... Big time. They should have just... He should have just said something here. Like, I have an app. <laughs> I, have an, I have an app. I have toys. I... Yes. And I'm, and I'm plugged into the Bat Network. <laughs> exactly. I love well, it. He starts, he starts looking around. And then she gives him a little back history. The raven was the first word mentioned in the Bible. All that stuff. And then she says it. Rachel is the destroyer of worlds. Yeah, sure. Okay. What do we mean by this? <laughs> well. 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 So we get a little backstory there. We kick back to the convent. Rachel is in her bed. The mirror on the wall starts showing the reflection of Raven. They start having a conversation back and forth. The mirror breaks. It hovers all over to the bed and it's in pieces. And she is seeing the reflection of Raven. And then she allows Raven's like, let me in. She finally allows Raven in. Mm -hmm. We skip back over to. Grayson and Corey, and you hear big boom. Big, big boom. Big boom. Big bada boom. And this is where I was saying equilibrium. Yeah. The fire, the fire and the smoke in this scene was awful. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it, was it was really so bad. bad. Like even the smoke over this over the when they when you see Grayson looking over the, the rooftops of the storage units. You could tell it was superimposed onto that screen. Uh -huh. It was like, you guys are doing great with the cinematography. The production level is, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's movie screen level, except for this. Except mm -hmm. for this. Yes. You spent all of this money to make everything look good. And you can't put a little bit extra. <laughs> I'm telling you this right now. Let's put $50,000 into a stupid real life giraffe and put it in front of a stupid green screen. That's what this says to me right here. Like we're going to pay a hundred million dollars. Like don't get me going. Like yeah. the, the when production is doing movies or the two and TV shows and they're deciding where to put their money. A little bit extra money for a production of fire. Yes. Fire. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. I don't get how this massive explosion only damaged this one small little section of this convent. Because no, when we cut when we cut to Corey and Dick and they're in the they're in the um the storage container, they get rocked. They hear the explosion, the camera shakes, they get rocked, and they're both looking around like what just happened. They go outside, they look up, they see the smoke and the fire. 
but this one little corner section of the convent is the only thing that's damaged. The the rest of the building is perfectly intact. It it's fine. <laughs> fine. No worries. <clears throat> it's like this this explosion, like the the sound and gravity of what happened. This place should be leveled. Like, like it, it, it should be, it should, be, should be crumbled. Yes, yes, yes. This should be leveled, and I'm not. I don't want to be this morbid, but like everybody in this building is dead. Like, there's dead. no way anybody has survived. But they did it, so they didn't have to kill everybody in this convent. Because, sure, I'm just. It's wild. It's so. It's so wild. And you're right. The smoke, the fire looked so stupid. It's. Uh, and then we see Rachel running away yeah. into the woods. Roll credits, end scene. You know, that's all she wrote for this episode. Yeah, I was like, like, awesome, awesome, awesome. A little hole in the plot or storyline, you know, with Wayne's tech. <laughs> Whatever, keep going. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Production's great. Cinematography's great. Yes. Smoke, bad. Yeah, like, no. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> two things. Blowing up a license plate and this smoke were the only two things that like root like like I would have a negative thought really against in this in this episode. Other than that, I'll be honest, it has been nice to actually go through three episodes so far, soon to be four, of a TV show that actually leaves a good taste on my mouth for the most part. I do I not agree. expect perfection. I do not expect perfection. I do not think that every, aside from Breaking Bad, I do not expect per- perfection. Um, I know nothing will be at that level, but they are doing a fantastic job. Storyline, backstory, character growth, production, cinematography, everything is on par with this TV show so far. And I'm super ec- I, I'm still shocked that this did not hit any of our radars four years ago. Agreed. I don't think I could have. I don't think I could have said any of that uh, better myself. Um, the one thing that I will add about this ending, the, the, you know, when you see her running off and the way that the uh, next episode picks up, I really love. I, I, I we'll talk about it more, but I do love the transition. I love that. Okay. I love the transition. And I love everything that happened before that. I love when the um the mirrors are floating around her and it's Raven. You 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 get this you get this inkling that oh, Raven is a bad or Raven is evil and you can you kind of put that to bed a little bit in the next episode especially, but even here like you can kind of see Raven isn't the bad. She's just mad because she doesn't want to be in this place again. Right. And, and and even in the mirrors, she's not. She's almost mocking uh, Rachel for you put yourself here. This is all your fault. Look what happened to you. Nobody's gonna come save you. Nobody's protecting you. Only I can help you. Let me in. I love all that, and I love that it continues like so seamlessly into the next episode. Like the way that they do these things is brilliant. The only hangups, again, that we talked about is the overabundance of. Wayne, I, it's, it's a lot to swallow. It's a lot to swallow, baby. And 
the other thing is absolutely the end, the smoke, the fire, and the fact that this this convent isn't absolutely a crater or leveled at the very least. It's my only hangups. If I'm and if I'm going and I'm like you, I don't expect perfection. But when I watch something, I I do expect a certain. You've already you've already conditioned me to like believe that okay. The production is there, the acting is there, the quality is there, and then when there's a dip, it it's really jarring. And the fire and the smoke and everything, the way with the way this convent was such a hard dip that it, it kind of does leave a bad taste in my mouth a little bit. But it's it's whatever. And I'm you know what though is I'd rather have that versus Disney and Marvel giving great production and cinematography. And lackluster of the storyline. I agree with you. Yeah. I'd rather have this. I'd rather have it this way. The storyline makes up for it. 100% agree with you. In so many regards. So, but, yeah. I I mean, so far, I am super ecstatic about this TV show. Um, I did see that the last episode of season four comes out soon. And then it's the series finale. So, we do that. There's only a four season. Yeah. You know, so if there's an average of, so you're looking at roughly 40 to 45 episodes total, um, which back in the day was two seasons. So really it's not that bad. Um, Not mad at that at all. So I am, I'm fully loving this. The next episode is going to, I think was fantastic as well too. I love that they're not half hour long episodes. They're roughly 45 to 55 minutes and they Mm -hmm. are jam packed. 40 to 55 minutes. There's a lot that happens. A lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that happens, yeah. Absolutely. So, But I'm done with this one. With that being said, I am good to go. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Yes. All right, guys. Have a great one and enjoy your time. Good night, everybody.